0: Shalom Aleichem, and we learn a sicha, Alef, a beautiful sicha that really goes to, most probably one of the most fundamental questions you could ask in the whole story of Yosef HaTzadik and his incarceration and then being a Mitzrayim. The Rebbe says, Rashi is supposed to answer everything. Everything, every question that arises, should they shall mikra? And many other Mepharshim ask a question, but Rashi doesn't say anything. Why does Yosef, who loves his father and knows how much his father loves him, why doesn't he inform his father, I'm alive? Now, in Parshish Vayeshev, where he's a slave, he doesn't really have a chance to get to Yaakov. So that's not such a strong question. But now in me Miketz that he's a melech, Mishnah a melech, he's a second to the king, and he could do whatever he wants, so why would he leave his father, Bitsar, in pain, and why doesn't he send a message? I mean, there's always caravans going up and down. Send a message! And make him happy! Now you could answer this by exploring what Rashi said in last week's Ayesha that why did Yaakov mourn his son for 22 years? Why was the punishment 22 years? Because Yaakov was in Haran by the for 22 years. 20 years and then two years in the travel back, which he delayed, he was punished for 22 years that he doesn't see his son. But that doesn't explain Yosef's logic. First of all, how does Yosef know that Yaakov is supposed to get a punishment for 22 years? Second of all, He could tell him, I'm alive, but not tell him where he is. Just like Yitzchak, who knew that Yaakov is alive, he didn't know where he is. And also, it doesn't, not only how did Yosef know, it doesn't justify Yosef. Even if Yaakov has that decree from Shemayim, that doesn't give Yosef permission. Just like you can't say that because Yosef's dreams had to be materialized, the Shvatim had an obligation to sell him into slavery. No, that doesn't justify what they've done. So the Rebbe says maybe we could explore this by going into a different Rashi in Pashas by Basically, what the Rebbe is going to prove in the Sicha is that Rashi does answer this question. In Pashas the, the, the Rashi says that the reason why Hashem didn't tell Yaakov that Yosef's alive, the Shvatah made a chayram, and they cursed, is <speaking in Hebrew> whoever will reveal the fact that Yosef's alive. And they partnered with Hashem. They brought Hashem into this partnership. Yitzchak knew that he's alive. So therefore Yitzhak wasn't grieving. Oh my, but he said, How will I reveal this to my son, right to And Hashem does not want me to reveal for him. Now, who was this you can't say that they said that whoever is going to tell Yaakov is in Cherem because then what does it mean Yitzchok says Hashem doesn't want to say so I want. He should say the reason I'm not doing it is because I'll be in Cherem. And also why did they have to put that Kaddish Baruch inside? Why does Hashem have to be combined? Just say everybody and that includes Hashem. So you must see that the Cherem was only the people who are in the Cherem. And whoever reveals is amongst those, the, the nine of them who were there. So then you have to understand what does it mean that Yitzchak says Hashem doesn't want to reveal, I won't reveal? He should say Hashem is sworn not to reveal because Hashem was one of the ten, nine, and Hashem. Second of all, why is Yitzchak holding back from telling Yaakov? Hashem's not allowed to. You're allowed to. And also why Kherim? They should have just made a deal that nobody says. And we never find in Mikra Mikra that they ever remove the Kherim. Other mefar come and say, that Rashi can be understood based on the Tanchuma, which is the source of Rashi. The Medrash Tanchuma says, "Amru, they said Nachri Meni will make a cherem. So LaYakib Echamu Menol that not one of us will tell Yakiv. Amru Yehuda, Yehuda turns to him and says, Uven is not here. and the cherem will only be valid if there's ten. What shall we do? They combine a the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Binyamin was away. Ruvin was away. There's Yosephs in the pit. It's nine. So what do they explain? They say that they combined Hashem to make a cherim on themselves. Hashem was number 10 to make a cherim on those nine. And Hashem didn't reveal because he didn't want to be cheap. He want, didn't want to be making in their hair. And therefore it says versus that Hashem is not allowed to because he was allowed to. He was just part of the cherim then. says that that doesn't work in Rashi. First of all, how do you know that they did it when, there was, when Reuben wasn't there? Maybe they did it when Reuben was back. Chances are they did, because otherwise Reuben is it, not an idiot. He was the one that told them to put him in the pit, and now he's gone. So they obviously had to sh- get Reuben into it, otherwise he would tell Yaakov. And also, how do you know that a chair needs 10? So we're back to square one. What was the validity of this cherem? Who did it fall upon? Seemingly only those nine, not Hashem, not Yitzchak. So why don't they tell Yaakov? The Rebbe goes even deeper. The first Rashi asks another question. How do they know that Hashem agreed to the cherub? You can't just force somebody to cherub, even a human being. How do they force Hashem in? And they offer a few reasons. Number one, because they knew that the Brisbane Absarim has to happen, and the ya- ya- Ubon of Ubonov, Yerdelu Mitzrayim, they have to go down to Mitzrayim. That's from the Rain, Ebelio Another answer is that Ya'kev should get punished for 22 years. And number three, th- that's from the Marik and ger And number three, that Ya'kev should not curse his sons and then the Jewish people will be wiped out because he's going to punish his children. That's from the Abbeinu Now, first of all, each of these answers have a a problem. The Rebbe says, first of all, regarding the first and the first thing, it's not their job to bring Yaakov Mitzvah Mitzrayim, and how do they know that that's the way that's going to come down? And other issues that the Rebbe brings to other twenty-five. Also. How did they know that was regarding the second question that they're going to get punished, that Yaakov was supposed to get punished, how did they even know about it? And regarding the third, that 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 he's going to curse his sons, the Rebbe does not say in the name of the Sifa. However, the Rebbe says that there's a fundamental problem with all this. Rashi says Yitzchak knew he was alive. And the only reason he didn't do it is because Hashem was and therefore Hashem wasn't saying that he was alive, so therefore Yitzchak's not saying alive. But all those answers, all those reasons only explain why he shouldn't know all the details for bris ben absarim, so Yaakov should get punished, that they shouldn't be cursed. But why can't Hashem just let him know that he's alive? And don't tell him where he was, as we said earlier. And that would make sure that all three would be a common. He, would, he wouldn't punish his children because he didn't know that he was sold. He was still getting punished of Kibodeva Aim, and the Brisbane is still being materialized. It doesn't answer any of this. So now it's like, it's one of those that questions after questions after questions, and then the, the answer is right at the end. Says the rabbi, the, the final answer can be understood by one big question. How is it possible that none of them did tshuva and admitted to Yaakov that Yosef is alive? Especially we see in pashasmi Miketz that they all take accountability. Avol we guilty. Says the Rebbe, that's the punchline. They knew what's going to happen. They knew that they're going to regret this. So therefore they said that none of them have permission to do so without the permission of all of them. They said that one of them cannot break ranks and not even all of them. Most of them. All of them have to. But how are they going to make sure that it doesn't turn into a constant battle where, let's say, a majority decides to convince the minority and just tension? They said, like the shitzvah, not that they combined Hashem and the cherim. They said, Hashem is going to be our signpost. He's going to let us know. If He gives us a hint and, and shows us that it's time to reveal, we'll reveal. If not, not. So Hashem, even though Hashem wasn't prohibited to say it based on the Cherem, he decided to agree with them. And therefore Hashem does not say, and Yitzchak also does not say, because not because Hashem wasn't allowed to, but because he didn't want to. And Yitzchak says, if Hashem doesn't want to, I also don't want to. And Yosef says, if Hashem doesn't want to, and Yitzchak doesn't want to, I also don't want to. Obviously, Hashem has a reason. I don't know it. I'm not doing it. So then the question is, how eventually were they allowed to? How did the cherim get removed? Comes Rashi and says, And Parshas Miketz, Vaya Yaakov Kiyashev Reb Mitzrayim. What is Shev Reb Mitzrayim? He says, Rashi Ma'av Vaya, what did he see? Ro'a Baspakarash Kesh, he saw in the vision that there's something in Mitzrayim. He didn't know that it was Yosef, he knew something. So now the Tshatim who knew that Yosef from Mitzrayim, they understood that this prophecy was Hashem coming and saying it's time to let the information down. So therefore, they go down as the brothers of Yosef, and they go looking for him, and, they, and they're regretting him. And the moment Yosef sees that they made an effort to find him, he says, "Ah, something's going on. Why didn't they make an effort? Well, now obviously, Hashem is allowing it to happen, but he wasn't sure about it. And also, he didn't want to hurt them by saying information too prematurely. So, therefore, he doesn't send anything to Yaakov to the He says he waits for the Shvatim, and the Shvatim have to be the ones collectively to say, Oy, Yosef.